0: Hi Craig, how are you? I'm good Ian, how are you? Welcome to HupShots episode 16. Thanks, good to be here on a lovely Monday afternoon, the 18th of January 2016. People Uh, are just getting back to work, I think.
1: Oh yeah, I think some people are still on holidays. (laughs) Lucky them. And welcome to the standing podcast we're doing
0: today. It is, we're standing up as we record this one. Tell us if you notice any difference.
1: Yeah, All right. well on to our inbound thought of the week. I know you got something interesting for us. Well, you know what? I've been thinking
0: about Inbound 2016. I know it's ages away. We've got a countdown timer for that. But (laughs) I've started putting together a list of people that I want to meet at Inbound.
1: Yes. And I think, well, we've got uh, Damesh on there as well as Brian.
0: Yes, they're there. Also, the guys from the Hubcast, I'd love to meet George and Marcus in person and just say, part of the reason I want to meet them, right? I know everyone wants to just get the selfie kind of thing, but I just want to meet the guys and go... You know, you do great stuff, and it's really helped me. And you created
1: a way. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Well, all of them. And Paul Roats is another guy I want to meet, Jason Swank.
1: And one of our listeners.
0: And one of our listeners. Moby, thanks for um, tweeting us that you were going to meet us at Inbound 2016.
1: But we realize you're in Sydney, so it's a long way to go to meet us.
0: (laughs) I think it's entirely appropriate that even though we're
1: all in Sydney, we should only meet up in Boston, so... (laughs) Anyway, so if you'd love to catch up, we'd love to hear from you guys. So tweet us and let us know and we'll add you to that list and we would love to see you at Inbound 2016. All right, now on to our HubSpot feature and tip of the week, Craig.
0: Yeah, okay, so a very simple one. I was with a client last week, we're talking through HubSpot, and they're actually asking how they can get a list of all the people that have unsubscribed from receiving emails.
1: Which is really good because I know that if someone people are trying to understand who they should and shouldn't communicate with, that's really important.
0: Yeah. So it's it's actually really easy and there's a knowledge base article that tells you how to do it. But it's just basically go into the email section in HubSpot and then you list your emails and it's just down there on the left sidebar. You can export all your unsubscribes out. And so that's good to to actually know that list. And you can also then just import it as a list in order to clean your database as well.
1: So what was your client trying to use it for?
0: Well, they actually wanted to check. They wanted to actually export it out so that they could match it against some of their other lists from their CRM about some of the events that they're inviting people to. Because account managers will often work with people. And so the person might have unsubscribed from some of their email marketing, but then they miss out on learning about, say, a workshop that's coming up or something like that. So it's just a way of consolidating validating some of their stuff to keep their account managers up to yeah. date. Yeah,
1: And you know what? Just because they unsubscribe from your email might be that they still might want to talk to you, right? Exactly. So that's a pretty good point.
0: Actually, we should mention this as another tip for next time just around using email types because, yes. yeah, you can set up newsletter emails and important yes. items or account related yeah. items and things like that. So, yeah, that wasn't the particular scenario. But that's really case. important, right? Yeah. Because you get
1: that option to unsubscribe from everything or just unsubscribe from the list. Exactly. Exactly. Just yeah.
0: manage your email preferences. So, yeah, good little tip there from the HubSpot knowledge base about how to get your list of unsubscribes.
1: Fantastic. Now on to challenge of the week, Craig. I know we talked about this in length. Yes. So this is actually a follow-up from last week because you know how we're
0: talking about our challenge is that HubSpot hasn't given us anything new. You yeah. Know, oh, Absolutely, yeah. It's a hard life when there's no new new features announced you in You know HubSpot. what, and
1: I think especially when you've been trained to expect something on a weekly fortnightly monthly basis and you don't hear it's like if you don't blog right and people are expecting to hear from you you kind of go hang on what's happened to him
0: exactly what is going on and so last week i actually said oh i was kind of you know we've noticed this and kind of excited about it and um i was actually listening after that to the hub with george and marcus yes um who we want to meet at inbound by the way but um i was listening to them and they said exactly the same thing right yeah although they'd said it the week before so you would have thought i'd just copy what they say but anyway catching up but anyway the interesting thing why i mentioned their podcast is because they then went on to say there's kind of this theory or this view going around that the reason hubspot hasn't released anything new is because after the outages that they had a couple of months ago just some quirks happening in the product basically the hubspot development team has gone well okay stop everything no more features until this system is rock solid super reliable and i never want an outage again now this is just a rumor right or just a theory yeah
1: yeah. i think it
0: makes complete sense imagine darmesh going guys this is never going to happen again
1: exactly you know what and the more numbers we have on the platform the more critical it's going to become and i know like i worked in a bank in my previous life and you know what, if it went down and people couldn't transfer money, that was serious stuff because there were people were expecting money to go to places to pay for things or they were expecting money in return and it was a big problem. So uptime and keeping things running was critical to us. So, you know, that whole business continuity played a really big part. So, you know what, it's smart if they do that and I'm sure they've probably improved their process a hundredfold. And we'll be the beneficiaries of that. So good on you.
0: Yeah. So very interesting if that's what they're doing. And I hope they are. I hope yeah. They are.
1: All right. Now, opinion of the week, Craig. And I think you're going to talk about an interesting conversation you had this week with some prospective customers. Yeah. So this is really interesting. I'm meeting with, uh,
0: last week, I met with a prospective client. Big brand name, I won't say the the name here, but very well-known brand in Australia, looking at an SEO project.
1: Yeah, funny you should say, I had somebody looking at SEO project as well. <laughs> you did? Yes. And you know what? I think uh, from our discussion, the outcome has been identical in terms of the advice we've given them. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So do you want to tell us? I mean, obviously, they came with SEO.
0: Yeah. So they've come and they've said, right, we want SEO to do this. We want to rank for these terms. Yep. And so I had a two-hour meeting with them. We're discussing their goals and things. The reason I've raised it here is Opinion of the Week because I think this is a common occurrence. Absolutely. Um, And the reason it's of interest to marketing managers is because often that can be a focus. Someone in the business says, we've got to rank better for these terms.
1: Yes. And you know what? It does not lead to money in the bank.
0: It doesn't. And this is the whole conversation around ROI. Now, the really good thing about this, I kind of mulled over this over the whole weekend. I've come up with a kind of plan for them. I had a chat with their digital manager this yeah. afternoon and I'm just, just before I recorded this actually, yeah. we're just, and basically I've said, look, I think we should be focusing on sales, business outcomes yes. for the business. We work Absolutely. back what targets do you need to meet? Yes. How many leads do we need to get that? And then, well, what traffic channels are we going to use to drive the traffic to get those leads, right? So SEO started being, oh, the whole focus is an SEO project. Now it's just, well, SEO is just one part of
1: that. Correct.
0: Because overall. It's a channel, right? It's just one of the channels. Yeah. And because, I mean, if, you know, that progression of traffic leads to conversion leads to sales. So even in the middle part that, okay, traffic, we've got channels. Yeah, we're working on it. But even things around conversions. Yeah. Are we focusing? on yep. conversions and landing pages yes. and all this kind of thing it was really good because then in the end the the head of digital is saying yeah well actually that's actually really good because that kind of confirms what i was yes. thinking gut feeling yeah anyway
1: absolutely
0: reason i'm raising this is opinion in the way you can be really interested to hear your experiences too with your, your prospect but it just it's like as marketing managers often we get this kind of pressure to i've just got to meet some tactical thing like build rankings but it's like well actually why why do I have to build rank? What's the purpose? Because if it's not leading to leads or money, that's right. then you should question it and think about the overall strategy. So I just thought that was a really interesting I think that's great. Piece. You
1: know why? Because it's focusing on what at the end of the day is coming into the business and what's going to be on their bottom line. And really assisting that. So, you know, it's that whole thing about understanding what's the end goal. It's not, it's like me rocking up to your business and the door's not open or there's no one at the front desk. They walk into your office and they go, oh, that's great. No one talks to them. No one actually says, you know, come in. Do you want to take a seat? Do you want a cup of tea? And then what do you want, right? And that's a perfect example of what a lot of people do. They'll drop traffic on people's businesses and never taken through to, well, how can I sell you something? Or how can I help you solve your problem? And really, that's what we're all about. We're about solving people's problems. And, you know, I always come back to analogies because people want to feel welcome and they want to feel that you care about stuff that you're doing. So even in your business and on your website, show them that you care, you know, take the time to understand what they're about.
0: I love it. Great tip. Actually, one final comment about this, because you know how last week we were talking about those trends with yes, content marketing. and we are yep. saying SEO managers will no longer be separate from the content creation, content promotion. They'll be the same thing. Yeah. And that's exactly right because, you know, SEO now, and I keep talking about my SEO days and how SEO is such a, uh, I guess, poorly associated term yes. these days. But it's really SEO equals remarkable content, promoted well so that's the content creation team promoting it well to the right people at the right time
1: yes and so again i'll come back and this is a little tip i know i was talking to somebody the other day is that you know they're kind of going well why would i want to promote this on twitter what's the reason or why i don't want to use facebook you know what i discovered i'm like If you've got great content, it's a channel of promotion. And one of the things that you will learn in your inbound training is that, you know, promote it at least three to four times on that channel because it kind of scrolls past. People take time and you might not be on the channel when I'm on the channel because I might be on there late at night and I'll miss it because I'm not going to scroll through hundreds of messages that I've or feeds that I'm seeing. Right. So it's really important. Promote it and promote it well and do that over a defined period so you can actually promote your content well. And it does work. We know we do it every day for customers and for ourselves, and we see the benefits of it. So don't forget. Even if you're not communicating on that channel, use it as a channel of promotion. Well said. All right, Craig. General tip of the week. Now this is just a little bit of a
0: detour before we get back onto content and talking about remarkable content. But this is great
1: content. But itself. it is still
0: good content. But it's it's a what we're going to link to this week is a blog post on the HubSpot blog where they're actually talking about productivity hacks, yep. you know, and I loved their first productivity hack, which was one, work Workless. <laughs> like, great. That's a hack. <laughs> actually, yeah.
1: You know, the title of the blog post, right? It says, from coffee shops to cat videos, 12 unexpected productivity hacks that actually work.
0: All right. So it's a good blog post. The reason we're kind of just mentioning it is um, because it's kind of out of our normal kind of, you know, we're really marketing focused, And yeah, how we've been saying the last couple of weeks, let's try something, read some content. Mm-hmm. But don't you think, like I said last week, HubSpot is the new life hacker. Yes. They're covering everything. <laughs> they're like, like, as long as they don't go down the path of really just stupid hacks that actually don't work. But yeah. Yeah. that's. But you know, a good and these are good
1: ones. Like they're ones that we sh- probably all know about, but we don't adhere to it. You know, and one of the things I took away was, you know, make sure you're getting proper rest like you're actually sleeping enough, you you know, you're eating properly, like you're taking your lunch break. Mm. Really important. Like my wife laughs at me because I actually have a meeting appointment which says lunch and she goes, oh, do you need a reminder to have lunch? I'm like, yeah, because sometimes I can get carried away with what I'm doing and I just need to go, oh, hang on, I need to actually go eat something or need to get out of my desk and go and walk around the lake and clear my head.
0: Yeah. So I put it in. Nice. Well, uh, we're actually going to come back to another I guess it's a productivity hack from another HubSpot post later yes. when we come to our listener tip of the week. Correct. But, uh, yeah.
1: All right. Now, state of inbound item, Craig. Well, we actually
0: have something from the state of inbound report again, because we we did this for many weeks. And we're going to revisit one, because the topic of this podcast episode is around remarkable content and content yes. uh, in general. Now, this comes from um, page 22. And it's, remember this graph, and yep. go and look it up on stateofinbound.com. You can always download that report. It's a report from HubSpot, where they surveyed four or 5,000 marketers around the globe and came up with all these useful trends. This particular trend is around how content is being produced. Who writes your marketing content? And when we discussed a couple of episodes ago, and we'll just mention again now, there is this trend towards more outsourcing of content. There is also a lot of it's done internally and also by executives, which is one of the things we discovered last time. But, yeah, marketing teams are often outsourcing it. And the reason why, of course, is because they need expertise to build it. Okay. This is especially the case in what we're going to talk about in some of our later shots is around interactive content yes. and the trend there.
1: Yeah, and you know what's interesting is that if I look at that graph, writing panels double... So it said 1% in 2014 and in 2015 is 2%, right? So, so people are looking for other ways to fulfill their needs with content. And another thing was executives writing content and even partnering with agencies like ourselves to write the content. So I know one thing that I learned from you very early is that there are certain industry niches where you really need highly specialized writers. And sometimes that can be a real challenge to find, you know? Mm-hmm. And you've really got to plow through them, test them, make sure that they're producing great content that you can use. That's
0: exactly right. And it's not only the subject matter expertise, often it's the formatting or the production Correct. of the content. Yes. Because, no, uh, okay, short sure, text, HTML, just content yep. or a few images. Great. But even when infographics came out, I mean, we've kind of passed really the window of opportunity there, but infographics required skills to do it that often weren't available. internally. Yeah, yeah. But now we've got much more interactive content. We'll mention a few tools related to that in a second but yeah just this idea that content is becoming richer and a much more expertise required to Correct. produce it so yeah. you can't get that internally you you tend to outsource it
1: that's right so yeah find great people and I'll give you a little tip one of the one of my customers he found it really hard to find a good person to create content and he actually ended up searching through linkedin and found someone that used to do what he did, but now actually does a lot of content. So he basically hired him and tested him out and did that through LinkedIn because he actually understood what he needed because he used to actually work a similar role to my client. So, And that's been a great fit for him. So that's just another avenue to find somebody. Nice one. All right. Motivation
0: of the week. Now, this is an interesting one from you. Uh, it's a, it's almost like a book review. It's this is the challenge from last week. Wasn't yeah. It? So we've basically been challenging each other to come up with learning stuff, stuff, <laughs> technical term, Outside our usual area of learning and expertise. And what's yeah. this one that you've come up with? So
1: I've had this book on my shelf for a while mm-hmm. and I've read it. So I'm going through it the second time, but it's a book called Influence by Robert Cialdini. And it's all about the psychology of persuasion. Now, when we're talking about copy and everything that we understand, we're building landing pages, thank you pages, understanding buyer journeys. You can actually learn a lot from this book. And there's a really interesting story. And I think I was just sharing this with you before. Mm-hmm is that he uses this example of they had this particular type of stone that people weren't buying in a jewellery shop, right? And so the owner of the shop kind of got fed up and said, tell their assistant, uh, make everything half price it sells. But they misread it and they multiplied the price by two, right? Right. The owner comes back in and everything's sold, right? So my takeaway from this is that expensive equals good, right? So people were thinking, wow, this must be special because it's expensive. So I must have some of that. Right, right. And just the whole thought process behind why did people even think that and how someone's mistake turned into them selling lots of stuff. Yeah. So think about in your business, like, you know, how persuasive are we in writing what we need to write? And, you know, are we educating ourselves because you know what this is a book that i would not have picked up ordinarily so
0: yeah that's a real it's a bit of a classic that book i think it's it been is. around for a it while it's yet. highly recommended and i really like that aspect of psychology because often we just write stuff from our own perspective and we don't think about who's reading it and what's yeah i think it psychology. ties in
1: perfectly with a personas. it does <laughs> it? all right so
0: that's a great motivation good resource too but speaking of resources
1: what have you got that's something great, I imagine.
0: Well, I've been th- reading about interactive content lately. This is not a new term, by the way, although you so might. So, what
1: what is interactive content? Yeah. Correct? So, interactive
0: content is content that you actually interact with. It's as the name implies. So, whenever you've gone to a site and you filled out a quiz, or you know, interacted with countdowns, or all those, or they're often very shareable. So, you know, how on Facebook there's always what you know, what Game of Thrones character are you or what, all those kind of things. They're interactive. I mean, they're kind of, you know, time-waste for examples. But that whole process of providing content where people interact and then share and then engage and there's kind of a relationship of sorts built with a website or a brand or something like that, that's all under interactive content. Yeah. The reason we're mentioning it is because it has become much more used within B2B marketing as well. So it's not just for the silly Facebook things. It's actually for B2B as well. So one of the resources we've got, which I actually learned about on the Content Sales podcast, I was tipped off to this. But um, Is
1: that playbuzz.com? Playbuzz, yeah. Have you seen the site? It's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, I've noticed people doing this even in um, like on webinars, right? They'll say, okay, everybody tell me, have you ever used this? And And then they put a poll up and everyone goes, yeah. And then they get instant feedback as to what's going on. You know, this is a great way to understand more about your persona, but to go, oh, okay, maybe I don't really understand this about somebody. So. If you think about it in your terms, if you're running a podcast or let's say a webinar, for example, and you might go, well, I don't really understand this part of the people that I'm trying to sell to. Let me ask the question, right? And you'll get your answer very quickly because people will respond. They want to be a part of the conversation.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's almost taking it the next step, isn't it? You've engaged them with some content. Yes. And you've kind of pulled them through to further actually giving more data about themselves back to you so that you can actually better communicate with them. This is often the case. So actually, just that poll example that you used is a good one because we often see this in content where you might have, they're almost like interactive infographics. You know how you hover over some parts of a chart and then you can drill into it. It's like, it's amazing some of the technology they have. But in B2B cases, you often find this, you can actually drill into data that's specific to you and that content updates accordingly. So you actually then get more detail or more content related to the topics that you've shown interest in reason we're mentioning this is because this is not a fad. This Mm. is not going away. This is the future, and especially on mobile where people are interacting more. It's very much the way that content is going. It's not like the old content, you know, the plain content is going to go away, but it will be augmented with Mm. all of this interactive content. So a key part of the resource that we've got this week is some some links to – Content Marketing Institute and some other ones just around interactive content and how you can be thinking about it.
1: Yeah, you know what? It's a big shift in your thinking, isn't it? It is. Because I know I've seen this happening over time and the really good people that do it have done it really well. But I think it, it has to shift the way you think and think about how do I interact better with people and keep them engaged? It's about engagement, isn't it?
0: It is. And it's yeah. going to become the norm. So if you're a marketing manager listening to this, you might be thinking, oh, yeah, that's all just a fad or no, too hard basket. Because that's what I would think, right? Yeah. I'd be thinking, I don't know how to do this myself. Yeah. I won't do it, but here's the here's the crux of it. There's tools for doing it. They're not expensive in many cases, but get the expertise to help you to produce this kind of content because yes. it sets you apart from your competitors and the window of opportunity is only small. So Correct. take advantage of yeah, it. That's great, Kerry.
1: All right, community
0: item of the week. Okay, tell me, what have you been doing?
1: <laughs> I've been studying hard and doing inbound certification. You nerd. <laughs> So, you. you know what? My inbound certification was expiring this month and um, I wanted to finish it before we came back to work this year. So, I went hard. So, a lot of it I've revised over time. And what was really interesting because I did the revision and then I went and sat the inbound exam and thankfully I did better than I did last year. Good, well But what done. was really interesting, I got a survey about two days later from HubSpot saying, hey, tell us about your experience with this. So, again, they're trying to make it better. One thing I realized, it asked ask a particular question about how did you like the new video about blah, right. and I realized I did not even see that new video, right. so in my feedback, you know, I had actually put, look, I didn't actually see that new video, but it prompted me to go, well, hang on, I need to go back and maybe watch that video, but I also was honest in saying, look, I didn't do it because I'd actually done the certification a year ago, so I just pretty much revised my notes, and I went through the exam, so... And what I was basically alluding to is like it'd be great if when we had to recertify, is that you say, hey, this is all the new stuff we've created. Watch that, and then do the exam. Yeah,
0: that'd be that'd be good. Yeah,
1: which I would have appreciated. So I'm thinking, yeah, okay, well that's cool, you know. But you know, I think it's great because you can often forget stuff, and you can also just rest on what you know and not think differently or think hang on, how can I do this better?
0: Especially when you're under so much pressure just to get stuff done. Yeah. New campaigns, we have got to do this, set up this event, blah, blah, blah. Correct. Yeah, learning always gets put to the bottom of Yeah,
1: that. and you know what? It's important because I think that that will lead to greater success in what you're doing. So it was encouraging to me that I got a better mark because it just shows that i've actually understood more and i can implement it better and i think that the more you implement and the more you do you'll do well and also you know what people want to see that so if you can say you're inbound certified you're already ahead of the bunch so i would really encourage you if that's all you can have time to do just do that because there's obviously there's a hubspot certification as well which has got a practicum to it and it's a lot harder, but take the inbound one and anybody can do that. So even if you're not using HubSpot today, go and actually do that training. There's great resources and the team at HubSpot in um, actually have done a great job of keeping it up to date, keeping it current and keeping it, you know, really relevant to us. So I'd encourage you all to go and do that. So we'll stick a link to that.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you said that because I was actually going to ask you, if you're for marketing agents that are listening, would you actually recommend that they do this certification? Because you use HubSpot and you're working with it every day, but... Often marketing managers or marketing directors are just at a much higher level strategic. Yeah. Do you think there's still advantage for them to be doing, say, the inbound certification?
1: Absolutely, because you know what? It shows a consistent level of thinking. Like, so it's that whole thing. Are we on the same page? Are we talking two different languages? You would notice very well. And I'll actually, I got reminded, somebody at inbound that we met, who, who was talking, who had just kind of started using HubSpot but hadn't done any certification. And when they were talking to you, you could tell that they didn't understand the whole process and about personas and so on. And so they were still talking all-star and one thing that made me really aware was I, cuz i said oh have you done have you actually done the inbound methodology and the training and they went oh no i haven't as yet and i'm like well go and do that because that's really important because that will shift your thinking and what you're expecting out the other end yeah exactly so not you'll actually get much more value out of the HubSpot product
0: yeah great good to
1: Okay, listen tip of the week, Craig. I've got a, a good one here.
0: Yeah, okay. So this tip was new for me, but you've been using it for ages, so I'd be in, uh, interested in your thoughts. But a friend of mine, Mal, if you're listening, yes, hi, Mal, thanks for this. So he actually put me onto a HubSpot blog post, which I hadn't actually read, which was around email tips. And one tool out of there that they recommend was this tool called Unroll.me. Unroll.me is the URL. And basically what it does is you log in with, say, your Google Apps account, It goes through and looks at all the things that you've subscribed to, and gives you an option to either just unsubscribe. Thank you. There was a ton of things I subscribed to. It just found all through my email archive and just said, "Do you want this?" I was like, "What? What is that?" Okay, that's gone. Stuff you think. Yeah, it's like okay, that's gone. But it has, over the years, I'm sure, just little by little micro seconds of my life have been ebbed away checking those emails no more they're gone but the other thing it does which I think is really cool is it rolls up everything else that you still want to be subscribed to yes into a daily just Email. list yeah. of emails so which you don't have to go right? through all your inbox you just get this kind of um, log of what's there and you go, oh, okay, great. And
1: It's, it's- like Feedly for your email.
0: <laughs> right. So, you've been using it for a while. How, how have you? I only, I only just signed up on the weekend. Look,
1: it's been great. I do, I do it on my personal inbox and I haven't done it on my business one, but I think I'm going to have to do it on my business one now. Right. Um, but definitely has saved a ton of time because I actually purposely don't check that during the day and I just do it at the end of the day. So it has sped things up and cleared up my inbox significantly.
0: Okay, cool. Oh, well, thanks, Mel. Unroll.me will put a link to that. Finally, because we're just coming up to time, just one quick uh, podcast of the week. I was just going to mention have you, uh, you, you know, Lead Pages? Yes. You're a big fan. A You're a big, big pages. user of Lead Pages. So yep. they've got a podcast called uh, Conversion Cast. Yep. So I've been listening to a few of those. I've had them in my list for ages, yes. but they've got hundreds of episodes, by the way. I've right. only just started listening to them, So, But they're really good. They're short, about 15 to 20 minutes, and they just go through a few items related to conversion improvement, whether yes. that's improving email open rates, improving sign-ups on pages, yeah. improving things like that. So, yeah, the Conversion Cast, that's my podcast of the week.
1: Yeah, I like it. And I love. I love the lead pages and what they're doing with all their products and i think that podcast would be just as great as everything else that they'll produce so check it out because again that's along the buyer journey right so that point of conversion is really important and i think the more and more we understand it and we can get a different perspective on it the better we will be as marketers absolutely well craig thank you it's been a great episode 16 and it's always should, good and we shall see you next week all right see you and bye Thank you for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.